Hey guys, welcome to the Understanding Politics podcast. Today we're going to be continuing on with our debate from last week with David Yeager, friend of the show. Uh, before we jump in, we'd like to just thank Podmatch once again for helping make all of our episodes possible. Uh, without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Enjoy. said it in between a whole lot of stuff but when you said that there's no incentive to work in these countries uh, or capital incentive um, I feel like just having capital there as a sort of incentive itself is wrong I feel like um, and this is just my moral compass or anything I feel like the incentive should be able to be I don't I feel like I feel like having a cap uh, a, a capital incentive is the reason why we're in such a pickle today and so materialized and so concerned with what the next door neighbor has and, and us wanting it but that's sort of the whole sort of thing it is good to have nice things it, it, it is good to have you know like appliances and, and all of that and they can definitely they they have they should exist they should exist to make people's lives easier um i feel like having a capital incentive in it is, is in itself is implying the the notion that people are naturally lazy where under the and this is the thing, it's the preconceived sort of notion is that people under, people will always be greedy. That's just human nature. And people will always be, you know, want to destroy each other. And that's just human nature. But I, 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 I feel like I repute that in a sense that um, people aren't naturally evil people aren't naturally anything i feel like it's people's natural behavior is determined by their materials their instant material surroundings upbringing it's a whole sort of different um thing so i feel like in a sense to say there's no capital motive is to say that people are lazy um but i feel like what motive there should be is a motive to A motive to live i feel like that's what it should be i don't think there should be any sort of capital to motivate people i feel like the, the motivation should be um look at what you're doing for your community like look at the roads look at the the infrastructure look at the, the public transport free public transport look at the health care look at the like look at all of this um yeah, I mean, uh, I know it sounds idealistic. I know it sounds idealistic and all that sort of stuff, but I, I genuinely do think it can work. I do think it can be like that. And I feel like, I don't know, it's sort of like if you see an elephant juggling in a circus, do you assume that that's its nature? Of course not. It's because it's been told to do that. It's because it's been taught to do that. It's been tortured to do that. And so that's what it's going to do for an incentive to get fed and to have shelter and all this sort of stuff. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's the whole sort of, I, I, I know it's hard. I, it's probably hard yeah. for you to understand, but I, and I know it's, 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 I'm not sort of like trying to belittle you here, like saying, oh, it's too hard to understand oh, sort of thing, but it's, I feel like in my head, it's so complex that there's no easy way out. And it's sort of like, like China and all that sort of stuff. I'm not for that. I'm not, I don't stand with yeah. China. I don't stand with all of that sort of stuff. There's things that happen in Cuba that are that are excellent. There's things that happen in Cuba that are excellent, and there's things that happen in Cuba that are awful. 
And there's things that happen, there's things that happen everywhere that are good and, and, and bad and, and whatever, and you just got to take them with them. And then sort of by the moral compass of the West and, and all that sort of stuff, not sort of westernized, but sort of educate in a way. Yeah, I mean... Because these well, countries have a right to exist with their culture and traditions. It's just a way of modernizing it. True. But the way I, the way I think about it now is like, what you what you just described there is a command economy uh and that that has been tried in east germany <laughs> and people were fleeing east germany like crazy i mean that that's what that's what i think that's what i think i think you're right in the sense that uh humans humans want you know we don't want to be materialist or needy or humans a, you know as someone who's a sock dem i believe that or like a follower of immanuel kant um, you know, ethical capitalism. But I think, I think still at the end of the day, no matter how conscious a human is, they're going to see that new car, that new job. It's not even, it's not even the material, it's the status is that is what drives people absolutely nuts at the end of the day. And I also think too, with communism, it also, or not, I don't want to say command economy, is that it it stifles innovation because there's not a free flow of money it's all it's all transactional through the government and so the government is just a lot slower when it comes to investing in the right materials uh like a federal jobs guarantee or something like that it's just it's just too much it's too much hassle i mean it just it yeah. all but then all, again you got to think that this this where command economy was set up right next door to a place that, you know, the West was constantly funding, uh, and, you know, all of this sort of stuff. So it's, and, and, and Russia, Russia at the time didn't have anything to be able to do that. They, you know, they probably don't even have today to be able to do anything like that. Um, so, you know, they, was, they were seeing how quickly, it wasn't necessarily the capital. What they were seeing uh, was the stuff the stark quickly evolving um, buildup of this this area over here that looked way better than, than what they were currently living in. But with I feel like with and look, I'm not saying that like oh we should go back to East Germany sort of stuff. People should be able to just I feel like dividing Germany up is sort of foolish. I feel like I mean if, if it's sort of that same notion. If you're living in your house and you look next door and you're neighbors got a fast car i don't know lamborghini i don't know what people like um bugatti you know you're going to think hey that's a pretty cool car i wish i had that and then when you get that what happens you've got that car what where do you go from there you see the next big thing and you go to that so i feel like it's it's sort of that with in simplified yes we we work towards the next thing exactly i agree but for what? Because these things don't actually matter. I know. That's the thing. That's how dumb we are. <laughs> I know. That's what, I mean, that's kind of, that's the problem with communism too, is that we try to command economy. It's, it's essential in a command economy that we ration out how much capital we put towards food, how much we put towards, you know, maintaining the apartment, the housing stock, stuff like that it tends to fall flat and short because capital demands more people demand more they live they attained higher living standards and then the money's not there and then we stay stuck 
and then the worker they they get none of their money back from their job because it's all going to the government and the government's poorly funding anything and that's kind of where we're at is that people want to have access to their earnings and that's the sweet spot with social democracy in my opinion oh, no, people are allowed their earnings under communism that, i feel like that's a, a miseducation sort of thing people are entitled what there is is um it's not it's not the profit it's not in where the theory. profits go it's where the production is controlled well that just didn't happen in east germany so i mean oh no and it didn't happen in oh, the, i'm still in waiting the it, <laughs> like, it happened it happened for a very short moment uh very sure yeah. yeah it happened for a very short moment because stalin um he wasn't really you know he wasn't he wasn't a good bloke and if you can look at him on the political compass he very 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 he's far away from lenin trotsky even marx very far away from marx in fact marx was almost on the opposite of um but he did say he did say social democracy was what the moderate wing of fascism like do you do you believe that i feel like it's enabling i feel like it's enabling corporations and i feel like this is what i feel this is how i think of it and um i could explain it but i could it would take me literally like days so if you wanted me to write a word (laughs) document i could but like um I feel like capitalism is the tool of fascists and I feel like socialism is the tool of communists. And I don't think there can be any sort of moderate because I feel like that's, uh, I feel like that in itself is compromising yourself. And there's two different, there's two different things. There's compromise, there's, there's compromising with, there's, there's no issue with compromisation. Compromisation should exist. Um, however, compromising yourself is a full different thing. And I feel like with co- compromising yourself is allowing both look i'm not saying it couldn't work it could work anything could work if if done right so i feel like socialist capitalism is in itself and this is the thing it's like i keep on saying socialist see socialist democracy and all that sort of stuff but they can be socialist communists they can be they can be fascist capitalism it's 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 different it's it's just an economical sort of thing and then there's a governmental sort of thing there's a legal sort of thing they're two very different things so then to just notion that democracy is is inevitably the enemy of capital uh, uh, democracy is inevitably the the enemy of communism is is a complete falsehood and that's what the red scare was trying to say there can be democracies under capitalism uh, under capitalism and there can be democracies under communism there can be dictatorships under capitalism and there can be dictatorships under communism because we've seen it through history, these both things have happened. I'm not for I'm not for um, dictatorships. That should not be a thing at all. Like we're so past that. It's such an ancient thing. It's almost like having a king or a monarchy. It's it's something that's just so old-fashioned, and it's and I feel like democracy in itself is the way forward. And it, but it should be. I feel like it should be implemented in a different way. I feel like the way that it is in the West at the moment is political parties in themselves have become a brand and more or less a clique and a group. And if you don't go with that group, then the other group hates you. It's the reason why I don't vote. It's the reason why when I drive to the polls or drive someone to the polls and I look out my window and I see people wearing their blue shirts or their red shirts or their green shirts and all of that, I feel like in my head, I automatically... uh, sort of 
I, re I already sort of um, pair that with the sort of nationalism and the sort of patriotism that people get at a football game or anything like that. I think it's trivial and I think it's, it's not necessarily needed. And I feel like with my sort of way, and I know it sounds idealist and I know it probably won't work, but I really do want to try it. Abolishing political parties, I feel like, is the only way to unify. I do really think that people become unified. I feel like the only reason why division exists is because you can allow division to exist and it's enabling it. Um, I feel like in a way to merge unity, first you need to get rid of identity. And, and I'm not saying national identity because people should be realized um, in good terms of their background. My family came from Germany. We're, we're Jewish immigrants. We were Jewish and, and Russian immigrants of the Second World War. Mm. Um, before that, on my mum's side, uh, they were Irish people who, you know, all that sort of stuff, Irish, British, all that sort of stuff. <clears throat> I feel like that should be recognized and I feel like we should go together in hand in hand sort of thing. I know it sounds idealist and people, a lot of people don't want it. It's funnily, funnily enough, uh, you see like a lot of right wing groups and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah. And look, here's the thing. There are right wing groups that do want to see multiculturalism. And I feel like that's the whole, I feel like there's a problem there between the left seeing the right as purely evil, uh, you know, wanting all this sort of stuff. I see past that. I'm, I'm sort of like, yeah, fair enough. They've got their ideas. That's what they believe. That's fine. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's sort of like, I don't know, this, that whole sort of thing. I think people should be recognized by their identity and all that sort of, you know, it, it's important. Where people come from is important. Uh, mm. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's very complex and it could take literally like weeks to try and explain it. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, unhappy. I'm unhappy under the under the lives of capitalism because I see it and oh, I'm happy I'm the capitalism living in a fucking house that I bought at the age of 18. It's, this is the thing. I feel like there are people like that are my age that already have it so much more tough. There are people my age that are homeless and all this sort of thing. And cap and, and I feel like under capitalism, they try, they really do try. They really do try to set up these uh, non-for-profit organizations and all that sort of stuff. But then again, what, what, what happens with non-for-profit organizations? Non-for-profit organizations, 80% of their wealth goes towards their, their, their employees. And then the 20% the go towards these actual people. I feel like these people need to have somewhere to go. And in order for that to happen, they need, the, the government itself needs to build housing for these people. I feel like they need to physically just buy land somewhere Crown land. So we have this thing in Australia called crown land. It's the queen, the king now owns it. The, the royal family owns it. Go and take that. Oh, and we've also got church land here. I don't know if you guys have church land. No, we don't. No. Okay. Um, so I feel like go and take that. Build build units. Build housing out there. Um, you know, and I'm not saying fancy things. I'm not saying like a mansion for like. Uh, some homeless guy who's never worked a day in his life. I'm not saying that. I'm saying build a place and a stable place and a and a and an actual well built place. I'm not saying built with like lead paint and asbestos and shit. I'm saying build a place where these people can literally just go and live 
you know, people, I feel like that's the whole sort of thing. I feel like people are entitled for a place to go. And I feel like a lot of homeless shelters don't actually offer the comfort of a home. And I feel like that's why maybe a lot of uh, homeless people are afraid to go and seek shelter from a homeless shelter or to go to a, um, or go to a soup kitchen. It's this already preconceived notion that they're poor and therefore they're second class citizens. And we need to bridge that gap by giving these people a place to live, you know, having the infrastructure to be able to support that. And then also like, you know, giving them a chance at least to sort of get their life on track. And they can't, well, you know, they can't. So, you know, and that's, and that's, that's a whole different issue. That's like people with, from low socioeconomic areas. Um, and, 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 and in itself, they could be victims of drug abuse or vile domestic violence and all that sort of stuff. They need to be cared for. And in Australia recently, the Labor government, which is our left-wing government, uh, and this is the reason why I don't vote, because they end up, they always go back in their promises um, in one way or another. They, the, our left-wing governments uh, took away the 20 time, 20, you were allowed to see uh, a psychologist or therapist or, or seek help for any sort of mental issues sort of thing 20 times a year, and they've reduced that down to 10 times a year. This is the same government that put in Medicare and uh, free healthcare. So that's pretty concerning because guess where this money's going? Hmm. Military spending. Yeah. Um, stop funding the military. Just take your resources out somewhere else because they're needed somewhere else. I can walk down the street in, in Melbourne or Sydney and I can come across 20 homeless people in my, in my walk. And it's sad. It really is sad that in a country like ours, where there's so much profit and there's so much wealth, it can't be distributed, uh, you know, to be able to look after these groups. And I feel like that's what angers me so much is I see, I see in my town, I see dilapidated houses. I see houses that are not re rebuilded after the flood. I see houses that haven't had any care from the government because there's no incentive for the government to do these things. And it's sort of, you know, they say we don't have the money. Yes, you do. You're a government. Why do you need capital to be able to go and rebuild a house? Yeah. Like you're not you're not a you're not a you're not a, you're not a family of three <laughs> of like you're not a family of five. Like you are the government. Go and rebuild these people's houses. What's it going to cost you? It costs me to fix up my place here about almost seventy grand. Seventy grand compared to what the government has in its reserves and everything is piss nothing. You could like you could do my entire area. You could fix up my entire area, all government funded. You could then go up north into Queensland and fix stuff up there. Hi guys, we hope you're enjoying the episode so far. We wanted to let you know that the Understanding Politics podcast has an offer for all listeners in the show description for a free trial of Amazon Prime Video. When you use the link to sign up for the free trial, you give the podcast three dollars for every sign up, and you can cancel any time after you start the free trial. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the episode. We have so much wealth that it's just being held on to. And this is another thing. Uh, when, when you said something about the GDP not being high, fuck the GDP. I think that that comes last. I feel like if, if you can help people into jobs and employment and then also work on the ways in which they, they live, their, 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 their sort of uh, quality of life improvements, fixing up infrastructure. I know I keep on saying it, but fixing up infrastructure, fixing up services, making these things more accessible, having free accessible uh, public transport. I'm not gonna say healthcare, we already have it, but it can be better. It can absolutely be better. 
people deserve more and this is not a, this is not a this is not a, a, a government given thing this is a basic human right the right to exist the right to live the right to live safely and the right to health these are human rights that 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 that, that, that should exist and i know you ex i know you i don't agree with a lot of this stuff because it's 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 you know it's a lot of the things that you agree with um, but I feel like it needs to be pushed more. And this is the reason why I go that little step extra. I feel like the government itself isn't going to morally do the right thing 100% of the time. Therefore, I feel like to be able to take that power and give most of it to the... There should definitely be a governing authority. Absolutely, there should be a face of action. Um, but there should be... I don't know, I feel like most of the power should be given back to the people, the people that build these things, the people that build the infrastructure, the people that build the, the services, the people that are in the police force, the people that are in the fire department, the people that are in the ambulance services, in the health sector, in, 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 the, in the childcare sector, in the, you know, in, in everything, like any job, it should be given back to the people that build this nation and not, and not, not what, what's trickled down to them, these these. The, basically what people live on is what's pissed down to them from the upper class. And what I want to see is I want to see no difference between the classes. I don't want to have the elite and the middle class and the lower class and then the subhuman, you know, seeing what it is. I want everyone to be seen as equal because we are equal. We are all people. And I don't feel like wealth should be a definitive sort of, you know, sort of factor in that. And I feel like when you go and you work for these factories, you know, warehouses, steel construction, all that sort of stuff, even where I work, um, the company in itself is monopolizing itself off of both your time and effort. And then also, the, the, for me, I work in uh, recruitment. So I help people get jobs, all of that sort of stuff. Um, I feel like, the corporation itself is monopolizing off itself off of the and invading itself off of the time effort uh, and then the the sort of uh, what's the word time effort. Um, uh, let's just leave it at that because I, I I honestly can't think of the other word. <laughs> um, but there's another thing, so don't worry. Um, but it's, you know they're building themselves up of this, and it's sort of like, and I know, I know, I know, it's like it's the same thing with the oil companies, and then all of that it all comes up again, and it's sort of like because they're so international, and and the tobacco lobbies, and then the alcohol lobbies, and then the gambling lobbies, the gun lobbies, they're all like the politicians are all in the pocket of it, and when you see it done in other countries, the West in itself goes, hey, that's corruption, you can't have that, and then. So I feel like, I don't know, man, it's kind of like they're all, you know, it's all sort of based around money. And I don't really want to see a society in itself that's based around money. And uh, when you said that innovation in itself isn't, doesn't exist under uh, communism or, or something, you said that it's not there. It is there. Um, cap capital incentive is not a, it's not a, it's not a thing to say that, um, you know, people can't make art. There, there was, there has been, there has been multiple great artists that existed under communist countries and all that sort of stuff. 
and musicians and inventors and, and, and manufacturers, they've all existed. It's, it's not the monetary incentive for them to do great things. It's the incentive to themselves that they want to do these great things. It's not money and money should not be a driving force in making the world in itself a better place. Of course not. And that's where, again, I, I just think capitalism still is the way to go because it is, it is the ultimate equalizer, especially when it comes to education, especially when it comes to social democracy and making sure people have a way to move forward. Like you said, with the, with the real GDP stuff, I mean, China, China is like 2000 uh, per person. Like, I mean, I, it kind of like, it comes back to like, I want to talk about a communist country. You're like, well, not them, but they do practice like a command economy. Like this, this is like what power ends up consolidating. And then we don't have elections, but to kind of just talk about your point about artists and um, other stuff like that. Um, I mean, there is, there is the incentive um, that, I mean, I don't really like artists, but like athletes, like we have the NFL, like the, the players association, like stuff like that, where it's like people, the owners who have the money through, I mean, that's, that's the question I would ask you before I even start talking about artists is how, how does someone get more money than another person? Is, is it working harder? Is it spending their money the right way? Is it having like, how, how does someone end up with more money in the first place? That, that'd be my question to you, because even though we, we agree to a sense that, you know, Jeff Bezos has too much money. He, he did it and he had a brilliant idea. Maybe it's not worth a billion times over what it's worth, but he should, he should have more money ultimately than me or you. So I, I mean, that's, that's kind of the whole reason why we need capitalism is because if you if you were to come up with an idea like Amazon that creates mass wealth that the government can then tax and use to create more fair societies, um, it's kind of, <laughs> I mean, and also the wealth that creates more jobs and better jobs that that's kind of that's kind of capitalism's whole thing is creating more jobs, moving more people. It just it just seems like, you know, wealth and money is kind of the thing that drives innovation at the end of the day, when you just compare, compare, compare China to America, compare, I mean, China is just the obvious comparison, because people, the social credit, I mean, other, other stuff like that, people just, they don't, they don't have the incentive to own, pretty much just be their own person. I mean, it's just... But it hasn't been a proper incentive before, like what you were saying with athletes. Back in the days of ancient Greece, uh, when the Olympics first existed, they weren't just doing it for money. Um, yeah. They were doing it because there was a genuine joy in doing it. And I feel like money can be made. Um, money has a right to exist. Money has a, has a, you know, has a place. It's, it's, it's where people go to buy themselves a new desk. It's how people buy themselves a home. You know, a nicer home. That's how people access higher standards of healthcare. But it's also how I feel like, you know, in a way to be able to accumulate wealth, you should be able to do that. I feel like you can. Um, and then it's just whether, you know, you're hoarding that wealth to yourself as well. Because I feel like mm -hmm. if you've got enough money 
Um, and I, I don't, I don't want to say that like people, people have to constantly. If you've got a surplus, you have to give away because you, you really don't. But but scarcity um, is the problem. That's the problem. We we have too many artists. Too many. That's the thing. That's that's what. That's why we need capitalism to keep people in check. From, that's from why. From expressing why, creative freedom. That's why. That's why the government can't just build more homes unless they want to spend more money on it they can't just get a construction team up there because you have to hire the construction workers and then you have to pay a premium on the construction workers that's different with capitalism i mean congress could write a bill and we could tax it out of the corporations but that's why you don't want the government trying to come in and build the houses in the first place you want you want the corporation and then you want you want the taxing out of the profits that's why ultimately capitalism you can still get the same outcomes at the end of the day if you if you have a mix of both if you if you have this rigorous you can, but someone always makes a, a boatload of money off of it and then that yes, gets because they innovated and they did yes because they innovated and that's that's their prerogative and that's what keeps society in check is 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 the echelon is is the is the business owner from the worker that dichotomy is is always going to be there in society that's just i mean that's but but it hasn't it hasn't always been there it's only been a sort of new thing since the industrial revolution yeah but we haven't um, had iphones yeah exactly the industrial yes you made my point exactly there's so much there's so much wealth and now there's scarcity of the macbook there's scarcity of the iphone compared to you know when it, when we were just focused on hunting animals and <laughs> i mean it just it comes it keeps coming back that there's scarcity for high skilled labor and and higher goods that well, i'm not saying that people should just have automatic access to these things i'm saying that they you know they're, they're still allowed to accumulate wealth and buy these things that's not a problem it's the sort of people people should be paid uh, I mean, that's, you know that's appropriately people shouldn't be paid minimum wage no, but that's the problem because in a communist do you country, feel like people should be paid minimum wage for the greater good well no because i think everyone should have access to a union but i think the ultimately in a command economy that's in communism that's the problem is that no one gets to take home what they made and then yes they do yes they do <laughs> that's yes, they do that's not that's 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 already a preconceived sort of uh miss sort cool. of identification people do make money people do you know you're allowed to go to work and then take home your earnings that's not where how the government makes their money the government makes their money from taxing massive amounts of tax on these on these businesses and stuff i mean the west is i mean west germany is still um what is it People in the former East Germany earned 86% the after-tax income of their West German counterparts in 2017. So what does that mean? 86%? Oh, oh, this is, no, this is a reunification thing. I'm just... Yeah, I don't think I don't the thing of Berlin exists anymore. It's, people do make money under capitalism, uh, under communism, sorry. It's just, it's just the way in which the production... And, I know the government decides which properties you get. You don't have the purchasing power, which is a huge problem. <laughs> um, 
the freedom of choice like you said you think it's an illusion under capitalism it is an illusion under communism you don't have the freedom of choice it's an illusion under both it's no i can i can go i can go get a part-time job right now live at home with my parents and then i can save up enough money to fly to australia and talk to you and then fly back to america and i had the freedom of choice to work a job and stay at home uh in communism that's that's just not going to be possible because i i would still work the same job I mean, it's a, you're not. It's why, why do you think it's some sort of dystopia where you're assigned a job that you work until the day you die, where you earn nothing? I don't understand. Where do you get this? Where do you get this notion from? <laughs> because no, that's, that's how the Soviet Union worked, and this is not. This is that's not. But that is a command economy. That's the thing. You can't well, I don't want a command economy. I want something else where people benefit from it. It's not capitalism because people aren't benefiting from it. You can look around it. Go into any major city, take a walk down the street, and then have a look at all the homeless. I, the homeless, exactly. What about the people in the buildings working on Wall Street? That's the thing. There's always going to be people that are going to be left behind. That's scarcity. That's the reality. It shouldn't be accepted, though. And you've accepted this. Well, you've accepted this and comes to terms with it. A big part of, of, of why yes. of, of what I believe in is not making is not making amends with the with the with the with the establishment itself. If there's if there's a way to improve things, then it should be fought for. Have I, okay, well, again, what, what you've outlined is a command economy, which is being tried in China right now, and they, they walk by every atrocity in the daylight. So, I mean, I mean, look, I'm all for the higher tax, look, the, the corporate tax rate is a 22% of America, it should be 40%. I'm all for redistribution of wealth, which is a socialist concept, right? But I'm a capitalist, and I believe in that. See, and I'm not a fascist. It's an amazing thing. That was good. I still believe in what I believe. I haven't changed I my mind. You haven't changed your mind, and I'm not trying to change your mind. But uh, and that's yeah. democracy. That's a beautiful thing. And we can go home and live in our houses after. Yeah. No political revolution. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're about ready to wrap up this episode. Gentlemen, thanks for being here. I, we, you guys had a great discussion. Um, it was an honor having you here, David, giving your perspective. It was a good time. So thanks yeah. for being here. Thank you.